0: F-O-O-D-S dot com. Betches
1: Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge.
2: Slow the testing down. Remove
1: him from office.
2: No justice, no peace! No Cast a vote that will make you proud. The
1: Betches SUP
2: Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey.
3: Hello and welcome to the Betches SUP Podcast. I'm Elise Morales.
4: I'm Brian Russell-Smith.
3: And the Betcha Sub Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Uh, Today we're talking about... Tonight's debate. And Trump's tax returns. But first, Brian, why don't you tell us a little something about the latest episode in our Save 2020 series.
4: Which came out today. Today's episode is all about swing states. Um, What they are, which states are swing states, and why the fuck presidential candidates dedicate so much time and attention to them. Head to Betches.com IGTV to watch it now or after the episode. Um, And visit Betches.co slash Save2020 for a direct link to your board of elections. We're only five weeks away from the election. Time is running out for you to get your shit together. Make sure you're registered and ready to vote.
3: Yes. Get your voting plan together. Brian, what's Mm -hmm. your voting plan?
4: My voting plan is to go and vote in person early. Maybe the first day, maybe the second day. All I know is New York starts around October 24th, I believe.
3: That is, I believe, date.
4: So that is when I plan to vote. What about you, Elise? What's your plan?
3: I have the exact same plan, Brian. I will be going in person early to my polling place, which is across the street from my house. So
4: Yes. Well, it is important to look up where your polling place is because sometimes your early voting location is actually different from your polling place the day of election day.
3: Yeah, this is my first time voting in this location. I actually had to update and change my registry because I moved. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. all of this is important to remember to check out before election day. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Um, Have you heard? I have a bunch of friends who got uh, their absentee ballots and they... (laughs) they're addressed to the wrong person and it's apparently a big issue in New York. And there was like a vendor error and Uh they sent that there, they sent mail-in ballots to the wrong people. So I don't know how they're correcting that. She's
4: Louise. Well, New Jersey is sending mail-in ballots to every registered voter in New Jersey.
3: That's great.
4: Yes, it's great. But so I got a ballot because up until like a year ago or two, I was still registered in New Jersey. Mm hmm. And other people I know who like have, don't know no longer live there, and like I can just see people making like a stink about it. Like,
3: oh, you yeah, can vote
4: twice in two different states. I'm like, you could always technically probably do that, but it's a federal offense and yeah. you could go to jail. That's why people don't do it. You yeah, know you what could I have mean?
3: always, like, I guess driven to New Jersey and voted twice. Yeah,
4: but I would be pro- such I could potentially go to prison. Um, anyways.
3: <laughs> um, oh, this New York gay is coming in here, <laughs> voting in New Jersey. With, with his radical
4: New York gay liberal ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: But Brian is not twice. Brian is voting a normal amount of times, which is once. Which is
4: once. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the normal amount of times to vote is exactly one time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Per election cycle.
3: We'll yes. Say. Yes, exactly. Not zero. <laughs> one. Yes. Okay. Um, should we talk about what's happening tonight?
4: Oh, boy. We sure should.
3: President Trump and Joe Biden will take the stage tonight in Ohio for the first of three presidential debates before the election. According to a Politico poll, 86% of voters say their minds are made up. Sorry, I hadn't fully processed that statistic until I read it just now. 86% of voters say their minds are made up about who they will vote for, and just 14% say they are still persuadable. Headed into tonight's debate, Joe Biden is up by nine points in Pennsylvania. There we go with Scranton Joe. And nationally, (laughs) 538 has him up by seven points, which gives him a very good chance of an electoral college win, so that's some nice news. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's nice news. Tonight's debate will be moderated by Fox News' Chris Wallace. It'll air at 9 p.m. EST for 90 minutes, commercial free, so we're just going to get 90 straight minutes of whatever the fuck this is going to (laughs) be. And the topics are the Supreme Court, race and violence in American cities. COVID, the economy, and election security. Um, we're obviously going into this debate after two days of nonstop reporting on the president's taxes.
4: Uh huh. Brian,
3: yeah. How, what are we I, feeling going into this?
4: <laughs> I like, don't, I do not, I'm like, for some reason, I'm not looking forward to the debate very much. I usually, like, the past, Like, the Democratic presidential debates, I was, like, kind of always kind of excited for, looking forward to them. I just don't like giving Donald Trump undeserved attention, you know what I mean? Like, I can't sit and listen to him speak and look at his ugly fucking mug for, like, a prolonged period of time. It really just, I don't like doing it, but I'm gonna do it. So I'm just not. I don't know. I'm. I'm like a little nervous that it's gonna. He's gonna be saying the craziest things. Yeah. Um,
3: I think it's just gonna be disturbing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like I watched the RNC and it was disturbing, and I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be disturbing. And I think that obviously Joe Biden will do better than Donald Trump, um, because he's not Donald Trump.
4: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like. Uh, the, the thing is, you know, Trump, it will be on defense the entire time because I can't imagine, like, there's nothing that he hasn't done anything positive. There's nothing good happening right now. And the only thing that he can cite as something he's accomplished is this tax cut he made for rich people and corporations. But when you juxtapose that to the New York Times release of his financial records, it it makes him look even more horrible you know like
3: i know he I
4: was know. he was he was most unpopular in his presidency during that tax cut like one of the most unpopular he has ever been and now it's just like he is running the, the our government and like he has done with his tax returns and <laughs> 200,000 people have died and
3: operating at a loss for sure we are we are reporting losses big Uh big losses (laughs) right now the
4: the deficit was even going up before covid happened
3: it's just I i don't know i agree with you that this isn't like really an event that i'm looking forward to in any way um i mean donald trump's just gonna say insane shit joe biden will be able to correct the record on some of it But Mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to just in live real time fact check Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Chris Wallace, I mean, Chris Wallace has give like gotten good interviews from Donald Trump. Like he's not the worst Fox News guy, but I'm already like I'm already side eyeing the fact that this debate, one of the. T- segments is titled race and violence in American cities. Like that. There's just something very weird to that about to me. Like, as if like,
4: it's like, like too specific. It, the, 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 be- the beginning part of the sentence is incorrect because you shouldn't equate race and violence. Yeah, together.
3: exactly. That's like kind of where I'm at. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about like racial injustice? it's very, mm-hmm. But then I'm it, not looking forward to how that question is dealt with on that and, stage.
4: And then the second half of the, that topic sentence in American cities, it should just be in America. Why are we specifying it to cities?
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very, I mean, obviously Chris Wallace is like hosting this debate and stuff, but it's very Fox Newsy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, Da-da. I'm like, who, mm-hmm. you know, when they have those tweets that are like, cats should be given more treats, and someone will retweet it and be like, did a cat write this? Like (laughs) the segment to me I'm like did Fox News write this like who's what is this and we don't have anything I mean obviously there are two more debates so hopefully we'll get to it but there's nothing about the climate or the fact Mm that the the west has been on fire for a month
4: we just had massive Um, hurricanes yeah Um,
3: and like it's literally still on fire Um, mm -hmm. so there's nothing about that so I don't know. I'm just like not really looking forward to it. I think it's probably going to be um, hell to watch. Uh,
4: like... Yeah, it'll be. It, I mean, I think. I mean, we're, we're, we'll go into the the president's taxes. I think these. I think this story is such a silver platter for yes. Joe Biden.
3: One more and, thing I wanted to say about the yeah. debate. I a friend told me and this is a smart friend who usually tells me things that are correct that one of them is town hall style which I guess they do usually do
4: they usually do that yeah um
3: I think that one's gonna be completely insane
4: well that's the one that's the one where Trump was like stalking Hillary behind yes. her and then there was that like guy who was like viral his name was like Ken Burns or something oh
3: and <laughs> Ken Bone oh Ken my Bone. god <laughs> Oh my God! What a simpler time. Remember Ken Bone?
4: So this is the moment we're going oh. to. And I think, like you know, you, you were highlighting the numbers of people. Eighty-six percent of voters said they they're, they've made up their mind. Fourteen percent are still persuadable. I feel like fourteen percent is still pretty large. Like I know it's small, but like we know how little of a difference was what made well, yes. what it was made in twenty sixteen. And that's why like, we see Trump attacking the election so much because if everyone votes as they say they're going to vote and actually turns out and does it, Joe Biden will win. You know, there's no question.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a solid electoral victory for Joe Biden is one of the ways that we can try to protect democracy because if Mm -hmm. there is any wiggle room really in his Mm -hmm. victory first of all donald trump's gonna challenge the victory no matter what yes but if there's any wiggle room when he challenges it people might be able to get on board with him this supreme court ms amy Mm -hmm. and her and her and brett and all and all their little gang could. Keep Donald Trump in the presidency if it goes to them. So if you have friends in your life who are like, I'm not voting, my vote in, you know, doesn't matter because my state is blue or whatever, every single vote matters or red. Yeah. Every single vote matters because we need to have like an overwhelming majority of people mm-hmm. make it clear what they want the result of this election to be.
4: Mm-hmm. I think that's really what it comes down to, is I keep like trying to say that. It's like, people have made up their minds it's just people going out and actually taking yes do in voting so just be the annoying I, I just be the annoying friend be the annoying family yes. member just take one for the team and be like did you vote yet are you voting where's your polling location what's your plan just really be that that annoying person and it's fine you'll feel better about yourself i know that i'm fine with it
3: yeah yeah i've i've been doing that with members of my family who are you know maybe less politically inclined than me um Mm -hmm. but who i feel like are persuadable or who i feel like i know where they're voting Mm -hmm. because of my family maybe i don't check in with them to see what they're (laughs) maybe i leave them to their own devices and and god bless them if they get it together
2: (laughs) yes yes (laughs)
4: All right, so let's let's talk about the president's tax returns.
3: Oh, can we please? <laughs> <laughs>
4: On Sunday, the New York Times released an investigation into President Trump's finances. Trump was the first president in modern history to refuse to di- disclose his tax returns. He said he could not show them because he was the subject of an IRS audit, which is not true. That wouldn't preclude him from disclosing his returns. So, what have we learned?
3: What have we learned, Brian? Tell me.
4: <laughs> well, the returns revealed that the president paid no federal income taxes at all in 11 of the 18 years between 2000 and 2017, and only paid $750 in both 2016 and 2017. Um, So that is... Staggering, seven hundred and fifty dollars. How mad does that make you?
3: It is unbelievable. unbelievable. It's um, I I think we were discussing this in our group chat, but there's something about actually seeing the seven fifty number that makes it even more insulting than zero. Mm-hmm. Because it like it really shows you how the system is a joke, like that they're really gonna pretend to do some like essentially a year where Donald Trump paid $750, he essentially paid zero. Mm-hmm. So if the fact that there's this fake math equation that was done to get him to owe $750 makes the whole system seem even more ridiculous to me.
4: Yes, yes. And <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, so the president was able to pay so little in taxes because many of his businesses report losing large amounts of money. So and he has not, made a profit basically ever in his entire life when he was making so much money during the apprentice he was also he was making about like what 400 million dollars off the apprentice they say yeah he was simultaneously losing that amount of money more he was every single year his income was net negative there, that's why he paid no taxes because there was nothing to tax, and it's not about him being some sort of smart billionaire who is using tax reductions nah. and loopholes and shit. No, he was just such a horrible businessman that he and made such and he made negative money. He made no money. I don't even know what the phrasing is. Like, how do you yeah. what, how do you phrase that? He, <laughs> he lost. He made negative he, money. <laughs> he made negative money. So there was nothing to tax. That's why he wasn't paying taxes. He's not just some like smart businessman billionaire he's a horrible horrible businessman
3: yes and it uh, it's so infuriating and it lays bare like so many issues in our system and just goes to show like It's crazy to me that we're basically, we live in in, in a system basically where you can be so rich that you can never not be rich. Even if you Mm -hmm. actually have negative money, as we've just discussed. But there are people who can work every single day and never not be poor. Like it makes no sense. Like you can save your whole life and never become rich or you can lose billions of dollars your whole life and never become poor.
4: Billions, not hundreds of millions he has lost billions billions of dollars since he was born he was he's lost billion dollars in the 90s we already knew about that like and now we know he's lost even more He was given 400 million dollars when he was a child lost all of that given made 400 million dollars doing the apprentice and lost all of that too and still is in hundreds of millions of dollars worth of debt has anyone ever lost more money? I don't think I, so. I think I really I think, don't know. I think he's like they've he has lost more money than like how and he that's the other thing. It's like we were talking about it's like the fact that he was able to do this in this American system is a whole other separate problem issue. He took yes. such advantage of this. And the fact that like he was able to do this is like, why like, you know, when you are foreclosing on a home in your family of four or five or whatever it is. I would never do that. But yeah, um, you're like, and they take your house, they take your stuff, they take your shit. Yes. Why haven't they foreclosed on any of his shit? Take Trump tower, take his golden fucking toilets. Like <laughs> it's so ridiculous.
0: Oh, it's, it's
3: because again, it's like he's wheeling and dealing in this, in such a crazy high level that they never, they never, it never brings you down. Whereas you and me, it's like, if I didn't pay my tax bill, mm-hmm. which is higher than Donald mm-hmm. Trump's tax bill by a lot.
4: If I got I've, a tax bill for $750, I would be like, oh, so wheat.
3: I know. I know. <laughs> I would be like, oh my God. I mean, I guess I have to get $750, but this isn't that bad. Like,
4: yeah. <laughs> I was
3: like, that's it? Great. I know, I know.
4: So on top of all of this, Trump is actually being audited by the IRS over a seventy-two point nine million tax refund that he received by cashing in on massive loans losses.
3: Refund. He got a seventy two point nine million dollar refund. Let's
4: just let's just round this up and say seventy-three million, you know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. this point.
4: This is just nickels and dimes. The refund was so large that it triggered a law in the tax code that requires a committee of congressional staff and experts to review it. Someone receiving a tax fund refund this large either means the tax laws are not working properly or someone has misused the law.
3: Or both. There's a po-
4: yeah. <laughs> There's a real possibility Trump could have to return that $72.9 million. So, what's interesting, did you hear that? Did you like what's crazy about this, this, him getting this refund, is because during the recession, during the Obama years, Obama and his administration had made this law where during the Great Recession that you can try and claim losses from prior years. So, mm-hmm. Trump was able to take advantage of this Obama law that would get him this.
3: Wow.
4: So, he got this tax refund because, thanks, Obama.
3: Thanks, Obama and Joe.
4: And Joe. And Joe.
3: <laughs> wow. I mean, it's it's really crazy, and it gets us into. So that's level one of mm-hmm. this whole thing. But there's an even deeper, more nefarious level of this situation, which is that Donald Trump, if he has to return this 73 million dollars. That will bring the total of money he owes in the next four years to $500 million. And according to the New York Times or- article, President Trump has received more money from foreign sources and U.S. interest groups than was previously known and has hundreds of millions in loans that he personally guaranteed coming due in the next four years with no way to pay them. Um, people who... Have foreign ties. This is something we've we've discussed in the past when it comes to the president, but when you owe a lot of money to foreign entities, uh you can often be denied security clearances mm-hmm. and stuff because you're considered vulnerable to extortion or blackmail. Yes. So um so, so that could very well pretty, be happening. Yeah. And <laughs> I would speak. say there's Some evidence to say that that has been going on.
4: Uh, They (laughs) were, so the Times was like, they were unable to see, they could see that there was these loans coming in of these hundreds of millions of dollars and they could see the, you know, institutions that the money was being wired through. However, they are unable to determine who the senders of these loans are. These millions, Hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars of loans. So, he isn't uh, like we're saying, like, it could be anyone. We, yeah, and there are good guesses as to who they possibly could be.
3: Yeah. And I think that obviously the president's taxes aren't an official topic in the debate tonight, but Joe Biden, I would assume, is gonna say, Who owes you $400 million? I think that mm-hmm. he should probably ask them that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that everyone should be asking him that all the time, but I, I feel confident that Joe Biden will probably bring it up. Um, Another little interesting tidbit from the article is that the president enjoyed a lavish lifestyle while declaring his losses. Uh, The big ticket on that, of course, is his $70,000 write-off for hairstyling, which is just chef's Mm -hmm. kiss, beautiful. And um, my other favorite is that he? one of the ways that he was able to reduce his tax bill was by writing off consulting fees to his own children,
1: which mm-hmm. included
3: one to Ivanka for $750,000. So yes. he paid Ivanka $750,000 like, to be his daughter.
4: Yes. So this is where you look at this uh, you know, um, report and wonder, is this tax fraud? Everything, like, you know what I mean? Everything else you look at, and it's like, this: is this just him being a fucking idiot and perhaps being compromised by people? But to divert your assets and divest your funds to your children in a way that avoids paying taxes on them or, like, inheritance taxes, that is where you look at some, mm, this ain't so good stuff. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very clear that the president is... Flouting the law, exploiting our tax code um and doing it all for his own benefit
4: mm-hmm. and inflating your like inflating your asset, lying about how much a property is worth to inflate or deflate the taxes you pay on them is also illegal. Yes, um, so there is just i you know this is i he's like a trapped i I, I think he is like a trapped animal. Trap dog, trapped rabbit, yeah. or rabbit. Rabbit. I don't know why I said rabbit. I meant to say rat.
3: <laughs> maybe
4: a trapped rabbit would act this way. Yeah. Just, like, trying whatever they can. Oh, yeah. So they would never have to face these consequences. Maybe one would be trying to destroy democracy.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that he... Has roped the entire American Republic into his tax scam. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of this, you know, they, a lot of what the New York Times, they did a follow up today talking about how he used his image and sold it on The Apprentice and uh, the effect of all of that and how he was able to like successfully sort of brand and market himself. And I think there's a case to be made that his entire running for president was just a big brand move that Mm -hmm. ended up being more successful than he could have imagined. And now we've just all been roped into this scam with Yeah,
4: Michael Cohen has has alluded to that too. I think he talked about that. It was just, there was no intention to win.
3: No, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. no. And he hates being the president. Mm -hmm. He hates it. When
0: it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy.
3: Uh, Our second debate twist is Trump's nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett, who has started meeting with senators this morning. Um, Lindsey Graham says that he expects to approve Barrett's nomination by October 22nd, allowing her to move to the floor of the Senate. McConnell says that he has the votes to confirm her. This could happen as soon as 10 days before the election. Democrats so far have not signaled interest in Coney Barrett. Um... Republicans refused to meet with Garland for 10 months. So, you know, whatever. If she's confirmed, this will mean that a third of the Supreme Court will have been appointed by a now impeached president and confirmed by a Senate majority that represents 15 million fewer Americans than the minority. This will happen days before an election when the ruling party's president and congressional leaders are poised to lose their majorities. Democracy in action.
4: Yeah, I mean it's so the courts are supposed to be an apolitical um branch of our government, and that is yep. just we well, are so far to, gone from that.
3: I mean, we're gonna have to reform the whole thing because they're definitely gonna they're gonna ram this nomination through. Um,
4: Here's the thing: they know the this the the polling shows that this is very unpopular. Yep. polling shows that um the the like that that the senate is doing this is very unpopular within for the senate and every senator who is up for re-election is going to have to face the consequences of this and i hope that, that they pay for it but also it is also they polling shows that voters think that the next that the winner of the election on november 3rd should be the one to appoint
3: yes. us and-, and we as the voters also whatever comes out of this after we get joe biden into office and after we flip the senate and we get a new senate in there we need to um pressure the democrats that are in there to fully rectify this situation yeah and to Mm -hmm. go as far as they need to go to rectify the situation whether it be packing the court whether it be expanding the
4: court expanding expanding the court court. it's not packing the court it's expanding Expanding to even it out yeah
3: whether it be by changing The number of seats on the court, expanding the court, whether it be by impeaching some of the justices who have committed impeachable offenses, I don't really care. But we also, it's not even just getting Joe Biden in there because I think we all have had times in our lives where we felt that the Democrats haven't played hardball when they've needed to. And we need to, as the voters say, we're only keeping people in Washington who fix this situation
4: i think it's also you know that we have to look into adjusting the supreme court you know uh rules around term limits
3: yes lifetime appointments makes we can't be having that
4: we cannot be be having 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 like perhaps when everyone died at like 35 to 45 it was okay yeah because no one expected that one person this woman, Amy Coney Barrett, whose yeah. name I'm so upset that I have to now say on a recurring basis, um, it's just very hard for whatever reason, yes. um, she could very well be on the Supreme Court for 30, 40 years.
3: Yes. Kavanaugh, which, too. It's
4: just that should not be. Absolutely um, not. And I think this is just, you know, I think we need to look at some term limits for these people. So Barrett Barrett could be on the bench on November 10th when some Republican-dominated states led by Texas and backed by President Donald Trump's administration are seeking to invalidate the Affordable Care Act. So whilst in the middle of a pandemic trying to kick off millions of Americans off their health insurance.
3: The only thing that guarantees protections for pre-existing conditions right now is the Affordable Care Act.
4: And Um, now that 7 million Americans have a pre-existing condition that they may not have had before, like COVID-19, perhaps this isn't the right time to do something like this. And the Republicans and Donald Trump still, in in four years, more than four years, have not released a plan to replace the Affordable Care Act.
3: Now... No, they haven't. But they're still
4: going to get rid of it. How stupid are they? Dude, like, why Why can't they just make up a plan?
3: At least they could say they had a plan. Make <laughs> one up! Make, make up one up! Make a fake plan. I, You know what? If that's exactly right, Brian. If, if At least have the decency to make up a fake plan.
4: Like, at least copy and paste, like, the things you like, and then reword it, like...
3: We know what... you're not going to do it. I but know. But the audacity to have nothing, to have nothing... <laughs>
4: It's even worse. To
3: show up empty handed.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ridiculous.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Well,
4: well, at least you're going to be live tweeting the I debate am. tonight, right?
3: I am going to be live tweeting the debate. So follow at Betches underscore sup. I will tweet out our drinking game a little bit mm-hmm. before the debate itself. So be ready for that. And um, yeah, join me because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going crazy. So I would love I the was, company. Yeah.
4: I was gonna take it easy tonight, like in terms of like drinking wine, but I think I'm gonna get wine drunk and watch the debate. So
3: yes. Yes. <laughs>
4: it's the only way to do it, I think.
3: <laughs> well, um, Until the end of democracy, or the return of democracy, or wherever we're at Mm -hmm. with democracy, Uh, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. The Betches SUP Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com.
1: Betches.